0: They're playing our song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Perry Cruz, and with me is my special guest, my wife, Diana. Hi, Diana. Hello. Hi, Diana. Thanks so much for joining me again. Now,
1: sure. Now, I
0: don't know. Are you list- Have you been listening to the show?
1: I been listening to it while I record
0: it. <laughs> okay. So if you're not recording it, you're not listening to it? Not so much? No. Give me a look. Okay. Well, in case you don't know, the... The sort of theme we stumbled upon, not really by any purpose, is the idea of love songs. Uh, we've certainly done a lot of, I think, breakup songs when uh, we've had some of our guests on. I know uh, Jackie and, and Carolyn brought on some of our previous guests. Uh, but we've been looking at love songs from other ways. So we looked at, say, The Luckiest, which was a song about relationship love. Uh, we looked at Hands Down last week, which is a song about young love or the initiations of love. And this week, rather than do another breakup song, I thought we would try something different. What if we did a song about not being able to find love? So not quite the same as a breakup song where there was a relationship that ended. The idea of understanding love but not being able to achieve it, which I don't think is something that we, we hear very much. And I thought this was person- personified? Not really personified. Was what would be the word. Made apparent through <laughs> the song "Inside of Love" by Not a Surf from their two thousand two album "Let Go." Now, Not a Surf, for those of you who don't know, is kind of an indie rock outfit that really had some radio airplay with some of their songs from their earlier albums, kind of in the uh, mid late nineties. And then uh, this song actually had a lot of airplay as well. So, Diana, you're you're familiar with this song and this band? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think you actually own this album. Uh, whereas I did not. I think I oh, probably really? heard... No, I think I heard it from you actually.
1: Oh, I didn't remember that. I remember the cover of this album. It's mm-hmm. like teal and it has little blue or different colored dots. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, that is a description of the album cover <laughs> that you have provided. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about generally what do you think about this song, Inside of Love?
1: I I like the song. I like it has a really wistful sound to it and the way that he sings it is um you know not not sad necessarily but wist, wistful mm-hmm. so i think the the music matches the feeling of the song really mm-hmm. i
0: i think the funny thing about this song is it's it is a sad song but it itself, the music itself is not sad. I think we've talked on some other episodes about a lot of sad songs having a minor key, the end Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, they sort of resolve at the very, very end, but most of the songs in minor. And I don't think, I haven't done music theory in a million years, but this isn't really a minor sounding song. It's it's much more bright. It actually has some some more, uh, I think Wistful is a good description of it. It certainly has more uh, up, upbeat sound mm-hmm. in parts, but the overall message itself is sad, which is a funny dichotomy. I don't think... I think most songs, if they're sad, they sound sad. If they're happy, they sound happy. But I don't know too, too many songs that sound happy, but are sad. Yeah. Now, now um, talk more about the idea of the wist, the wistfulness of the song. What do you, what do you mean by, by wistful?
1: Well, I mean, he's just wishing for something that he doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And... I think what's um, a little tricky here is he's wishing for something that he's never had, Mm -hmm. right? So it's hard to say, I would assume as the singer, this is exactly what I want, Mm -hmm. because he doesn't know what it really is. And he says that over and over in the song that he's, he's looking at it from the outside, but he really can't imagine what it's like. Mm-hmm. inside so you're you're wishing for something that you haven't experienced and to me that brings it into the wistful mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. really. sure now going back for for listeners who for you know maybe just finding us or don't know uh every monday we post the lyrics we post links to where you can buy the song we post links to if there's a, if there's a music video say on youtube we'll post that as well uh, so, for those people who might not have listened to the song, uh, give me a quick, you know, snapshot of, of what this what the song is about. Who me? Uh, yes. Oh. Would be great. I can do it if you want, but
1: um, all the lyrics are
0: just generally what is what is this a song about? You know, I, I mean, we I talked at the be- at the beginning about how it's a song of not having love, but. Sort of just more specifically, kind of what what is the song? And think about think about it like a narrator. How would you describe it to someone who who never heard it? Oh, you haven't heard "Inside of Love"? Well, it's about
1: okay. Well, in in the song, love is the, the physical location, right? That is okay. to me, it seems like it's like this sphere that's like floating off the ground. And I have, no,
0: I have the exact same image. It's almost like a Garden of Eden, but yeah, it, it's it's not so much a. A place that's over the hill. It's more just. It is like a floating ball. Yeah, perhaps. it is a floating ball.
1: That's how I picture it too. It's like red or pink in my mind.
0: Oh, mine has a lot of trees.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> mine you can't see inside. It's opaque.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, mine you can you can see inside, which is the worst part. Oh, like, maybe there that it is. is. Maybe that. Right there. Look right there. Okay. So anyway. it's
1: so he's like to me, you know, the singer is literally standing outside of this sphere of love that has a gate but he can't get inside because it is locked. And that's what he's thinking about in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. He's on the outside of love, mm-hmm. which is this physical location that he you know, desperately wants to get into. And he can imagine that if he like, were to be able to like, fly around and look at it from different angles, maybe he could understand it better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or if he could ever get inside of it, then his whole view of life would mm-hmm. change. But it, it hasn't happened for him, and he just can't seem to get inside yeah. love.
0: I want to talk a little bit about the, the protagonist, the singer. It's, we'll, we'll just call it, let's just use he pronoun. I know sometimes we go back and forth as to, this could be a female, sing-, you know, it's, it's not a female singer, but it could be a, a woman character having this problem. But let's just use he, because the singer is a he, and um, that'll make life easier. So I, I think the, the thing that's interesting is this character who can't, who you can't quite understand love, can't get in, inside love, you know. Even though I think we have this image of it as an actual place, and the song really paints the picture of it as a place, it it it, it, it of course is a metaphor. You know, it's it's not really a song about a guy. Yeah. You know, looking at looking at love. You know, the state uh, or the the con the the continent of love. Uh, but this isn't a character. A lot of songs, I think, where people can't find love, or especially in movies. I think more so than music, the idea of people not finding love is very much because they are a loser or they are the geek character mm-hmm. or they are the big fatty doofus character yeah. uh played for comic relief but this character is not is not that uh you know he it starts off by having the character kind of talking about sitting around watching TV but then also the idea of just kind of making out with people hardly know her like so this is someone who's going out who's meeting people right, right, yeah. who is you know having some you know romantic liaisons mm-hmm. if you will but nothing meaningful. So it's right, someone not who's
1: capable of a relationship. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's just not working. So it's somebody who, who can who can certainly find, uh, you know, the physical components of love, but not the emotional connection. So this is not this is not a loser. This is probably someone who is decent looking, or at least good looking enough to, you know, find people it's who hard are willing to, be to... really really good looking. Such
1: different
0: ads. <laughs> so the fact that this this singer. Isn't or this character isn't you no know, a doofus loser or talking about some sort of social ineptitude? I think makes it more, more more tangible. This idea of not being able to find love—it's not for lack of ability; it's lack of understanding of of what love is, or just just some magic that just seems to be missing for this mm-hmm. person.
1: Yeah, he's not like a pitiable character, mm-hmm. but more. There are people out there that it just hasn't happened for for whatever reason
0: Mm -hmm. and circumstance. I think one of the things that makes this song sadder Mm -hmm. is sort of the idea, you know, you might have learned in psychology. You probably knew in psychology. The idea of the worst part for someone who is crazy, the worst part of their recovery is when they are not quite sane, but they're not as crazy as they used to be. And they start realizing how crazy they are. So because it's not like, oh, I'm just so nuts. I have no idea that I'm running around and, and, and saying just nonsense. It's the, the, the recognition that, oh, no, I am just running around saying nonsense, but I'm not quite able to speak sanely. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's the saddest. when You have this realization. And this is really a song about someone who maybe at one point sort of is like, I'm just doing this stuff, but has kind of come to this epiphany that this is meaningless. There is something better out there. And I can see it. You know, I maybe yeah. couldn't see it before, didn't notice it before. But all of a sudden, maybe they're walking and bam, they hit that big globe of love. <laughs> yeah. just on the side <laughs> of the road, just crash right into it one day and say, oh, wait a minute. Here it is. <clears throat> I found it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that makes it sadder. Just the idea that this is a character who has developed some self-realization about about love.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That works for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Talk to me about the lyrics of this song. We've we've mentioned a few of them in describing the character and describing the, the, the love that this person wants to get inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but sort of talk to me about the, you know, the the lyrics in general or or maybe specifically sort of the search or how they describe the search for love.
1: Um, I think overall there's some nice imagery like you and I apparently have conjured up from the lyrics here. Um, So I appreciate that a lot. And then I think that my favorite uh, line from the song is uh, now I'm not going to get it right, but it's I know the last page so well yep. I can't read the first, mm-hmm. and to me that speaks to what he must be like is the futility of him trying to search and find love. So like he knows what he wants it to look like in the end, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know how to get started mm-hmm. on that journey.
0: Yeah,
1: and it sounds very frustrating.
0: Yeah, I and mean, I think that is kind of a part of what what love is. It's it's a concept. It's different for everyone. You sort of have a sense of what it looks like from culture around you, from those couples you know that are in love. But if you yourself are not experiencing whatever it is you're experiencing, uh, I think we talked the other, like an episode or two ago about uh, Raymond Carver, what Mm -hmm. we talk about when we talk about love. The idea that, you know, there's no manual. You kind of have a sense of, and they lived happily ever after at the end. Yeah. Oh God, what happened first? And there's no way to just just read that. That's not part of the manual. It's, it's too, too ephemeral a concept. I mean, you can talk about what it is to somebody else, or you can talk about generally you might feel this way, or this might be something that is happening for you, but it's not always the same. And it's not even consistent when you're actually inside of love from outside. It probably Mm -hmm. seems idyllic, you know, it's the garden of Eden, but in reality, that's, you know, love is all over the place. Even when you're in love, it's not just the same thing every day.
1: I wonder if we would feel differently about the song if we thought it was a female singer. Why do you think so? I don't know. Just what you were just saying about sort of like there's a fairy tale component to to all of this. like you want to live happily ever after with this person, but you don't know how to get there, right? Which is so inundated, our, our little girls' culture. America is so inundated with this idea that you're a princess and you're going to live happily ever after and you're going to find the prince like he's going to come um, and I feel like when we are thinking of this song from the male perspective that it's something it's it sweet and romantic that he wants to find love but he doesn't know how to but there's sort of a active component to what he's doing right he's trying to like seek it out mm-hmm. or at least sing this song about it but I feel like if it were reversed and it were a female protagonist in this story that we would still feel sort of that pitiful quality about her like oh she's just waiting mm. for love and she thinks it's this fairy tale and it's still never gonna come true
0: oh I feel like you described the plot of the Disney movie Enchanted a bit that the princess remember the princess wants to... and
1: then the singer cut out dresses out of her curtains
0: yeah. In the Rats Cleaner
1: Apartment.
0: Yeah. So that was song's really bad actually.
1: I've misread
0: it. There's <laughs> not as many magical animals <laughs> in this in this version of the song. No, I guess you're r guess you're right. That's kind of that's kind of sad though, the idea yeah, that if it's a male character it's yeah. such a No, I I am just I'm just just kind of repeating it back to you. It's empathetic listening. Uh I have to do that as a podcast host. I have to listen and then Sorry. repeat back. No, 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 it's fine. You didn't. You didn't read the manual. You read the last page of how to do a <laughs> podcast, but you got to do the first. Uh, that that sense of as the male character, this is so sad and it's so soulful, and we we don't feel pity, but we we it's like we feel under, we understand. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's empathy, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it we were a female protagonist, she'd be like, "Oh, oh, sweetie, oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. you must be." See, I see. I feel like. With this song, as the male, even without the lines to start, I'd have the sense it's just like, oh, it's just some, some you know, average guy or some, so just some guy. But with a the, with the female, I feel like I immediately go to, oh, she's probably an uggo. You want to go to, like, bad imagery, which is very sexist. Yeah. Well, I'm acknowledging my sexism, so it doesn't count against me. Okay. Audience at home.
1: Well, I'm just saying, I think that is sort of inherent in how we, we would hear this song if it were a female
0: singer. Mm-hmm. Realistically, anyone could just have grown up and and been in an environment where the concept of love or what being in a loving relationship means is skewed or missing, just absent completely. Um, I think we've all known people who it's just like, oh, this person's a great human being. For whatever reason, they can't seem to find a meaningful relationship or they can't seem to be what we as outsiders would consider love. And they might understand that about themselves. They might not care. They might say they don't care, uh, but it, it is real. And I think when it's a personal acquaintance, we put more meaning behind it. But you're right; if this mm-hmm. was just some song, it would just be like, "Oh, what is this? Like a teen song? It's like a cry teen, whiny song." As opposed to this, which is much more. See, it's a serious, it's a serious song about a, yeah. a real, a real concept. And it was a really well developed character. Well, as much as you get in, you know, four Right, minutes. we
1: don't really know that much minute song. about this character.
0: They can fly And they fly around the globe Yeah They have magic powers They're relatively good looking They're really 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 good looking And magic flying power. Yeah
1: But I I think maybe I would be interested In hearing a female Cover version of this song That didn't make me feel that way
0: Uh Well I have one for you today (laughs) I don't No you don't No I I don't prep that well For this show (laughs) I have a page of notes I'm going to shake it So everyone knows Look at these notes Look at that Audience so prepared, just do not have a none of a color, cup a cover version of the song. I enjoy the bridge of the song when
1: what might that be?
0: The when the we singer sing real high? it's very plaintive tune. Yes, it gets okay. much higher at plaintive tune, and I'm on the outside mm-hmm. of love. Uh, must be a different view to be a me with a you, and that's just. That, I think that's probably the closest you would get to, to to pitying the the singer. Just the sense that you know he's watching, whether it's inside the globe of the globe <laughs> of love, or whether it's just walking along the street, mm-hmm. seeing a couple, and maybe they're not even in love, but just having no concept of what that would be. Just seeing two people together and understanding that there is going to be a perception that that couple has that he himself cannot understand and cannot see and cannot share and you know almost the wording of uh you know to be a me it just sounds so so wishful i want this to be different I, it's got to be different it would be so amazing to experience that um it, it's a bit i think the lyrics get a little repetitive during the bridge they keep coming back to on the outside of love mm-hmm. but it is very much just you get that image of he is outside the globe and it's just almost like shouting at it or just just wishing like you know definitely clenching clenching fists to chest in and just how how sad it is to not be able to get into those those pearly gates to love globe
1: yeah i i like the bridge a lot too
0: so, yeah. it. so we've talked about kind of the meaning of the song what the song means a little bit of what it means to us but what's your what's your favorite part of this song
1: well I think it would either be the bridge or the lyrics that I already described. So okay. I don't know if I have anything else to add.
0: So so um the the uh, the book, the, the, the imagery of the book. Yeah, that's the a, the just book a about, great line. about love. I know for me I think the best part of the song, and it gets a little bit into why it should be our song, just the very end of the song, the the lyrics, Of course I'll be alright, mm-hmm. I just had a bad night, sort of the way it ends. Uh, just kind of repeating bad night, and sort of kind of trailing off, and then the sort of little like not a trill, but you know, little little ending grace notes. I think the saddest thing about the song is not that this character is unable to understand love, that that he knows he wants it but just can't seem to find a way into it. It's that ending realism. It's that it's that ending shift, almost like. This was all a dream. So I mean, you know, perhaps Love Globe was real to him because it was a dream and he could fly in his dream. What a cool dream. And woke up. Almost woke up the next morning and sort of trying to think about whoa, what was that all about? I I have like a vague recollection that there was something. I don't know. It it was a I had a bad night's sleep. I'll probably be okay. And just as a listener, realizing that this person who suddenly had this epiphany has lost it Mm -hmm. and is going to go back to watching TV, getting spacier than astronaut and making out with people he hardly knows or likes. And you as the listener, just, just almost now you're screaming at him like, no, no, but follow this feeling. Like you're not going to be complete. You're going to be sad. Like you're going to miss out on this, this crucial human experience and someday you'll maybe think about it again, but you'll be too old or you'll be dead or, you know, something. You just need to do it now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't think there's anything sadder, especially because the the, the the music does not end on a minor minor note. It actually ends kind of brightly, but sadder than the idea of this sort of obliviousness of of the singer, of the protagonist, that they've just forgotten that this is the journey that they wanted to go on. And not even that they gave up. It just sort of just isn't there anymore. It sort of went away. I think it's so sad. It's like when you watch a, almost any, you know, like a kid's movie where like someone has to go to like a magical land and at the end they have to leave, but they're not going to be able to remember all the friends they made mm-hmm. and how sad that
1: is. <laughs> kind of like that. Just
0: <laughs> just the idea of, you you know, this isn't right. You know, this isn't how the song should end. You know, this yeah. person should find love and they don't even remember that that's what they want. And you, you are just sort of left on on the outside just thinking about how, sad this person's life is now going to be and how oblivious they are to it and that just really gets me and it, yeah. r- it really just makes me appreciate you know my understanding of love and just you know that that's not I think, the only part i feel any sort of pity towards the yeah. this singer
1: I, I i do think it's sad but i interpreted it a little bit not not like a different diana different interpretation different, but
0: Tell me a different thing. Um, I mean, when you're saying
1: that you feel like the character is uh, moving away from those feelings and mm-hmm. becoming, like, sort of being oblivious to how he had felt, and to me it was more he never forgot how he felt throughout the song, but mm-hmm. it was more, like, the song was sort of this fin- finally uh, expression of how sad he is and Um, how desperate he feels about this and then it's like it's too much for Mm -hmm. anyone who's listening and so he backs away from it for that reason so he's like dismissive of his feelings in order to not put those feelings on someone else and have them feel bad for him or feel sad for him or worried Mm -hmm. about him or something like that like he's just gonna like oh you know don't don't worry about me just a bad night but inside he still is continuing to have this crumbling Mm -hmm. sadness about his his Mm state but he's not going to share it with anyone
0: okay so the difference between if this song is uh solo meditation versus a conversation with someone else because i i get that sense of you know oh how have you been oh man I've just been thinking about love, just like going off, you know, you know, when you say good morning to someone, how are you doing? <laughs> you don't really want them to tell you how you're doing, but yeah. like this guy stops you like, you know what? I've been thinking about love and the concept of, lo- and, and then they realize like, oh, I've been talking for four minutes and 30 mm-hmm. seconds about <laughs> love. Like, no, it's cool. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, That's a, I think that is a, that's a more optimistic interpretation.
1: Oh, I don't think so.
0: You don't think that's more optimistic because I think the way you described it is very much this person is not backing away from the idea of finding oh, okay. love. Okay. They're just trying to like, hey, you know, it's it's okay. It's not not happening for me right now. It's it's not quite as I think final as my interpretation, which really isn't necessarily final, but but really almost devalues mm-hmm. all the soul searching that okay. the character done. It's it's sort of like, eh, you know what? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's going to be for me. Or I, I don't remember it's even worth. Exploring, whereas in yours, in your interpretation, it's more a, um, a, a realization that it isn't happening right now.
1: And no one wants to hear about.
0: It. And then no one wants to hear about it. It's something that he's going to have to discover. Just so so lonely. A, you know what? They're both super sad. This song's sad. It's yeah. a sad song, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Most songs are sad. <laughs>
1: yeah, most songs are.
0: <laughs> but it makes you. It, I think it makes you think something. And I. And, and uh, I mean, let's jump into it. Uh, why why would you say this is this is your song? Why should it be our song?
1: Why don't you go?
0: Okay, I I will. So, I think in terms of why this is my song, is I think it it really captures the idea of love as a crucial human experience. Um, humans work better together than alone, and I think love is one of the concepts that allows us to be together and work together and put our own our own needs put the needs of others ahead of our own needs and just the idea of this almost broken person that's that's very pejorative i, I know plenty of people who again like we talked about just haven't haven't found love yet but um they're, they're missing they're missing a crucial component and they've realized it and just the frustration of it and i think it captures again with a lot of songs that are special it captures an emotion a real emotion an emotion that has been felt before Uh, an emotion that is palpable and that really makes it a song I want to keep coming back to. You know, the the music is super sweet. The imagery is great. Mm. uh, And just the central, the central tenet of the whole song is important. I think it's important and it's not something that gets covered a lot. I mean, we talk about love at the beginning. We talk about love at the end. We rarely talk about love in the middle. We rarely talk about love as something that exists beyond our 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 understanding at times yeah
1: and i like that it's not a song about under quieted love it's Mm -hmm. a song about love like the concept of love being out of reach Mm -hmm. which is different and not covered down
0: so i think that kind of sums up at least for me why it should be it should be our song because it, it really is describing a situation that a lot of people go through or know of so if you're one of those people you're not you know, knowing you're not alone and this is a, this is a problem and and people can feel this frustration. Um, I think it's very easy for, especially, you know, if you're a a teenager, everyone's pairing off a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, and everything's very, you have strong feelings when you're that young and maybe you don't, or maybe you had strong feelings when you were younger and they burnt themselves out and you're just feeling, you're just not there in your life right now. Uh, For people who have found that love, I think this is a nice way to remind yourself how special that is Mm -hmm. and how much you need to cherish that. How about anything, anything else you want to say towards, uh, towards the R-song-ness of it?
1: Um, i may thinking a little bit like the luckiest in that it's a little bit unusual in the realm of love songs. So it's nice to find a song that does touch on the topic, but not in the traditional way. Mm-hmm. And, and this this um, song could be poetry that's just been... Put onto music, and I always like songs that are like
0: that. Mm-hmm. It's got some nice lyrics to it. It's yeah. a good song. We like this song. That's why we did a twenty-minute talk about it. Yeah, or whatever. So, I guess everyone at home, I hope you agree, and that uh, the, that this song is now all of our song. Oh, does our thing now we go all.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I don't know if it's our thing. I just feel like I do it a lot. <laughs> Could be a thing. Uh, I think that was the only feedback I've ever gotten about this show was you need to have more in-jokes. So that would be one of them. But I don't know if it counts if you uh, tell everyone what your in-joke is. It doesn't count. It doesn't count? No. Damn. Oh, well. I want to know what it's like on the inside of in-jokes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks for la- thanks for laughing. I appreciate it. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of our discussion of Not a Surf's Inside of Love. Well, Diana, thank you very much for being on the show again this week. Sure. Do you have anything to plug?
1: Um. Yep, my new cactus farm. Okay. I started growing cacti out in the backyard. Uh, the only trouble is it's a little too wet here for cacti, so uh, come get them while you can.
0: Okay. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. For the advertisement, I want to plug uh, caramel apples. I don't make okay. I don't mm-hmm. make them, but I had one, and it's fall around here, and I'm a big fall a New England proponent. So if you have not had a caramel apple this season, you wanna you wanna wanna work on that.
1: Get on that.
0: You wanna get inside that caramel apple, or the, you want the caramel apple inside of you? Right. Is what you want? <laughs> Imagine the caramel apple is singing a song about how it wants to be inside of you. <laughs> Poor caramel apple. Poor caramel. I suddenly realized I'm just sitting here in the little window. I want to know what it's like on the inside of your stomach <laughs> from from caramel apples album. Very sticky. Uh, yes, but have one. Have one today. I'm not being paid by the apple orchards of America. Just, just, just a love of them. Well, that takes us to the end of the show. All right. If you enjoyed this garbage, then. <laughs> then you certainly can subscribe to us on iTunes and get a free version of this every single Wednesday. You can uh, subscribe to us there. If you want to leave us a review to tell us, please stop telling Caramel Apple album stories. Uh, please you know, feel free to do so. We'd appreciate it. If you want to contact the podcast, you can do so at rob at playingoursong.net. Uh, you can uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash playingoursong.net. You can follow us on Twitter, where I occasionally will post whatever song happens to be playing. You know, funny, funny quote unquote, funny uh, statements about them. At playing underscore our song. You can certainly go to our webpage at playingoursong.net, where every Monday I post the lyrics and links to the song, and then Wednesday, if you want to just download the song rather than through iTunes. Um, sometimes I'll post extra fun facts or pictures. And I think that's all of our social media presence, which is never fun to keep. I don't know how to. I don't know how these professionals do it. It's very hard to keep track of all the social media stuff. Bare people. They've, I need some people. That's what I need. <laughs> I don't have any. I many people. I only got one microphone. I should probably work on that first. <laughs> oh well. In any case. We hope you enjoyed the show. Dinah, thanks again for being here. We'll be back next Wednesday with... I, I actually have planned ahead. Next Wednesday, we're going to have a spooky Halloween episode. Will we talk about Monster Mash? <laughs> no, it won't be. It'll, it'll actually be a decent song, I swear. I swear. So, uh, in any case, uh, until next time, remember, it's your song. So, play it long and play it loud. Bye, everyone.